Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit gets dragged by the rags. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the yeah, Lockdown. I didn't think you were actually going to do it. You didn't think I was going to do it? I really didn't. We talked oh. about that intro. I, I didn't think, I, I thought that was like a joke. I was like, oh, that would, that'd be so crazy if you did that. Yeah, well, it's also going to be our thumbnail, so <laughs> uh, that's how tonight's going. Um, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. You guys should check out my episode on Friday. Um, one, it was a passion project. My other side of me uh, pushing through. I'm sports, and then I'm also anime. I did it on Yomacon that had, took place in Detroit last weekend, anime convention. I'm pushing that here on the Red Wings podcast Give it a listen over Daily J. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcast, Odyssey, Apple, uh, wherever. And uh, Scotty is listening to us on, on this platform. You can listen to there. Scotty is the host of Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use. For details, uh, Scotty, I really don't want to talk about this game. I don't blame you. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Well, unfortunately, we have to talk about this. Wouldn't game. that be crazy? Uh, <laughs> we just sign off. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. A minute long episode. Listen, I'm, I'm getting a reputation. Deservedly so of being a very reactionary host. Uh, my buddy Kenny pulled me aside and he goes, it's very endearing, but listen. He's like, I can feel when you're like, like he said, was it you yesterday said, I'm the epitome of we are so back and it is so over. Well, it is so over. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I, to, um, uh, we, we've had several people point out Several listeners point out the the dynamic that sometimes we take, where it's um, it's it's you reacting very strongly, like positively or negatively, and me either being like the Debbie Downer when you're really positive, or like you know trying to bring you back up when you're super down. We, we've we've had a, a lot of several <laughs> people point that out, but I you know I, I'll come to your defense in, in this one specifically. It's really hard not to just because. Uh, the last two games have had have been like objectively the best performance of the season and or the best win of the season at least and probably the the worst of the season uh, yeah. as well and so it's um, small sample size still November etc cetera, etc cetera. all the stuff I'm probably gonna end up saying anyway but like it, it is it it is tough not to when you you know, when, when the team does it, right? Like it's one thing for like us to come on here and, and, and do that and be super reactionary and overdramatic about it. But like the, when, when the performance on the ice literally is that, you know, it's, uh, it's tough not to. So I'll, I'll come to your defense a little bit today. And you know, what's kind of crazy. And I mean, part of it is, you know, I, on my way home from my hockey game, I, I called you and I was like, I don't want to be the overreacting guy. So maybe that kind of calmed me down, calmed me down a little bit and we'll see where the, 
night takes us. I could still get fired up yet, but it was almost such a bad loss that my brain has almost short circuited. And it's like, I can't, I, I can't get too over when everyone plays so poorly that they looked like they didn't even want to be there. It's hard for me to like, even get so fired up to throw a fit. I almost want to just wash my hands of it and be like, these nights happen because I know logically and there are, there are things to take away from this game that we obviously are going to talk about that have been a growing trend. And this game is absolutely the worst examples we have seen of all of it. But I know logically that this game is not representative of this hockey team. It is absolutely an unacceptable performance, especially coming off of what I had said was a statement win against the Boston Bruins. But I know at my core that this is not representative of what this team is. I think that it was the absolute worst. We, we saw the worst of what this team's problems are show its ugly head in this game without the trademark like benefits that we had been seeing. But I know that they're not this bad. I know that they're way closer to the middle of the pack than that. I mean, what we saw was San Jose Sharks-esque out there. Uh, tonight against the, or last night by the time people are listening to this against the New York Rangers. And I mean, I guess we should probably really get back, get into it and not. Well, well really quickly, really I, I, I just want to, I just want to agree with your sentiment there. There's a, a saying that for the people that, um, that, that listen to locked on tigers as well, they're, you know, it's an 162 game season. Right. And, and that, that was a, and that's a, a team that since I have been the host has yet to, to be 500. Uh, so the, there's a lot of losses in uh, in that very long summer that is the baseball season, and uh, I have a, a an analogy, I guess is the word, an expression that I always say. Where um, if there there are in sports, there is uh, games that are so good that there's very little analysis because everything just went so right that you're like, okay, well. We just won like 12 to two, right? Like that's like not going to happen again. We're not going to win 12 to two, maybe the rest of the season. Nonetheless, like every night, that's just like not going to happen. So like, what is there to really say? Everything was great. And then there's also the flip side of the coin where everything goes so poorly that it's just like, you kind of just have to throw out the tape, wash your hands and, uh, and go on to the next game. And I feel like, the wings just do this thing. And that's, I'm sure what we'll talk about here where, you know, we'll talk about the slow start. Uh, I'm sure in a second, but they also lead the NHL in third period goals. They, they lead the entire league in goals scored in the third period. Um, and when you combine that with a team that is, is, has consistently been as slow of a starting team as the wings have been not only this year, but like dating back to the last several seasons, to be honest, that's been like a thing. Um, you get very frustrating analysis because like the first two periods, I almost just want to do that and just be like, well, what is there to even really talk about? It was so bad. Everything was bad. Whatever you're like, oh, was this good or bad? It was bad. Every part of it was bad. But well, like they reel you back in and they only lose by two goals because they score three unanswered in the third. Yeah, they only lose by two goals and they're only outshot by four shots when out of the first period they had. I I, I, they I don't had know the exact. Five. Thank you. And I and I know this exactly because I my roommate and I were talking about it while we were watching. They had five shots on net with 18 minutes remaining in the second period. They had five shots on net. They had so accumulatively they had five shots in the first, 
seven in the second, and then 16 in the third. Right. And obviously they had a strong third. And I'm going to put that in air quotes because I think that there is a lot to be, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Rangers were up five to nothing. And yeah. so they may have took the foot up, foot up like the, the equivalent of garbage time goals. Like we always talk about when Matthew Stafford here was here, people who were, who were critical of him said that, you know, he was the king of garbage time touchdowns. And that's why his point, his stats were always crazy. Like that's what this game felt like. This didn't feel like to me a team that didn't give up. And that's what I've been praising this team for. And I guess you, I, I don't want to sound hypocritical. They didn't give up. They scored three goals in the third period, but you could see it. Even after they scored, they didn't care. This wasn't a team that scored their first goal, their second goal, their third goal. And then we're like, we're back in it. Like this was a team yeah. that had given up and had scored goals. And we're like, okay, cool. Now it's less embarrassing. You can well, see the third goal was also with like, I want to say five six minutes, minutes, six five minutes or six. left, five minutes left. But yeah. that's, that's the thing too, is at that point, now it's a, it, it's a game. Like you're within yeah, two, you give yourself but- six minutes. They're going to pull, you know, we pulled, uh, pulled Huso pretty like sh- relatively shortly after that. And, you know, try to get back in it. but And so, like, I guess you could make the argument, like, if you want to talk about something positive about this game, and there's only, like, maybe two positives in this game, which is crazy to say that we we are still scraping the barrel to find positives and we come away with two, but it's the fact that they did try to push to come back in the third. But the problem with that idea is is that you shouldn't have to come back in the third in every freaking hockey game. I mean, even their most complete game, their statement win against the Boston Bruins was, and I, I will argue that wasn't a slow start, I think, and we'll talk about that as well. It was a mega softy by Huso and a defensive lapse. I, I thought they started the first period strong and then five minute, five bad minutes in the first period were resulted in a 2 nothing deficit. But even in that game, they had to come back. You know, the Islanders game, slow start, they had to come back. All of their losses, they had to come back. And I mean, there were plenty of the wins they had in their win streak as well, where they had to come back. Not all of them. Calgary, they get out to a, a, a quick lead. Tampa Bay, they got out to a quick lead. Uh, so, I mean, there were times where that wasn't the case. But very quickly, the narrative of this season is becoming start slow and then end hot. And that is not a sustainable way of winning hockey games. Yeah. We and talked about got- that last year, too. Like, again, like this isn't like... The reason why this is a conversation so early on into this season with the even with the small sample size we have is because it was something we talked about last winter and spring. Right. Like this isn't uh, like the first time we've been talking about it with this hockey team. And so, yeah, man, it's uh, it's like they we literally lead the NHL in third period goals. Um, And so it's uh, and like that's that's good. I'll take it. Right. Like that's something you want to be leading the NHL in. But. Uh, not when it's at the expense, which is obviously like not correlated, but for this team, for some reason is like, it's, it's frustrating when it's at the expense of a, of a slow start. Absolutely. Uh, Scotty, we got to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll continue the conversation about the slow starts because it's, it's becoming a trend and a problem and it's prevalent throughout the team. So stay tuned to segment two of lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Also got to talk to you guys today about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Believe it or not, Alex Tabrinkit could still score 50 goals despite the fact that he's on a little bit of a dry spell right now. He'll get back to it. Red Wings could hoist the Stanley Cup. They're not out of it yet. One bad game, guys, in November doesn't mean it's the end of the world, despite what I might have you believe. Don't listen to my overreactions, guys. Things are going to be okay still. And you could also win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like McKinnon, McDavid, although that Oilers team ain't doing a whole lot right now, you'd be better off trying to bet how many Stuart Skinner and I guess not Jack Campbell anymore. Actually, Calvin Picard are going to let in for the Edmonton Calvin Oilers. Picard. Just wow. got called up. Red Wings Calvin legend. Picard at the expense of Campbell. Oh, Who's my making goodness. five million. Ken Holland. Ken Holland. Holland. Masterclass. Ken Holland. Masterclass. Hey, so, so I might have sucked, but Ken Holland, baby. Great. Uh, you got to pick whether or not they'll record more or less. Probably more if you're the Oilers. Uh, sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100, time bet, 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Red Wings fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Yeah, Scotty, so we're kind of getting into it now, the real topic of today's episode, because this was one of those games where Everything went wrong, right? I mean, the rags came out of the gate. They were pressuring the Red Wings. Their nickname is literally the rags. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's just it's the, the I just made me think of the intro, which I just thought was funny. You just gave me that smirk, like, uh, anyways. No, no, yeah. It's just the, the intro. Every time you say it now, I'm just going to think of the intro. It's fine. That it was a banger? Yeah, it was. Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, so the everything went wrong in this game for the Red Wings. And it's their own fault, right? You can't even blame puck luck. This team had no spark after a huge statement win. Um, they were outpaced. They were outplayed. They were out hustled. They were out physical, outshot, outscoring chance. Any any statistic you might want to say, it the Red Wings did it. Their passing was god awful. Their power play was god awful. The turnovers were god awful. Just unforced turnovers too. And it, it, like you said in the first segment, Scotty, it gets to the point where so much went wrong that you almost have to wash your hands of it. And instead, we're going to talk about the fact that this was another slow start by the Wings. And in fact, it was the slowest start you could possibly have. It was kind of a microcosm of every problem we have seen up until this point with the Red Wings after we saw everything that could have gone right with the Red Wings in the last game. So 
if this team wants to survive this season and be a legitimate threat for the playoffs, they have got to do something about these slow starts. And this was just another example. How do you do that, man? That That's the big question is how do you get this team to start on time? I mean, I guess it's more of a question for alone, not you, but it's just such a problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Uh, and it's, there's a lot of people unhappy with Lalone uh, tonight. And there were some, some people that didn't like his answers to the, uh, the, the mid game, the on ice interview too. like, there was, yeah. There... Can I just say one thing yeah. before you go on? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's your job. Interviewing a coach when you're down five, nothing interviewing the losing coach. Like you're not going to like any of the answers he's going to give you regardless. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm actually pretty critical of the in this game because it's his job to spark a team. Right. But, People who are getting really upset, and I say, by the way, people are getting really upset about Lalone's answers in a mid-game interview where he doesn't want to be talking to anyone anyway. Like, you you could see it in his eyes. He was furious. The team was down. I'm like, that. that's just, get out of his face. Like, it, it's uh, kind of, kind of uh, it's honestly asinine to me that they're allowed to go on the bench and interview a coach when he's trying to do his freaking job in the first place, especially when that coach is, getting bludgeoned by the other team just weird anyways continue i i could talk about that for half an hour i i um i think interviewing coaches like in the middle of games is is preposterous and like players as well like i i you know baseball try to do like mid-game like mic up players i i'm in the minority about it i know like a lot of people really like it i I would freak out if I was the manager and my player was getting interviewed in the middle of a game. That would drive me nuts. Anyway, so there was a lot of criticism with Lalone in this game. And that's obviously really easy to do when you just get absolutely shelled. Um, the, the Rangers are a really good team so far this season as well. We talked about like their five on five play. Hasn't been uh, maybe as good as their record indicates, but like this is what they're nine, two and one. Like this is a, a team that's gotten off to a pretty darn good start. And I think when it comes to the slow, the consistent slow starts, a yes, that is something that alone just needs to address. Um, I think, and like, this is, this is a, a slippery slope here that I don't want to, I don't want to fall down. But I think you look back and and defense is certainly a part of it. We're the goalie defenders. But like if that if that softy, the patented softy that Huso is going to allow in every single game happens to come three minutes into the game, that's you're already behind the eight ball. And yeah, we, the whole team will start slow. And Huso has been no exception to that. He's honestly been one of the biggest defenders too in this game. And I'm not defending Huso's performance in this one either. Um, that softy, like, dude, you got to steal the post. It's the second time he's left that yeah. post. This time it was the left post earlier in the season against Jack Hughes. The first game of the season, actually, it was the right post where he kind of just cheats off the post a little bit and they just find that top. I mean, he was way off the post in this one. The Jack Hughes one, you can be like, that was a great shot. This one, his whole body was off the near side post when Trocek was breaking down the wing. But I don't think whether or not that softy goes in, this team was winning this hockey game regardless. Yeah, I agree uh, with you, yeah. <laughs> because they were getting so heavily outplayed. But that doesn't absolve Huso of the guilt of allowing another softy, another one that he should save. 
And it's becoming a huge problem. And it was a problem last year as well. And God dang it, I just hate the fact that I'm sitting here having this conversation about Huso again. This time, a lot earlier in the season, it feels like, than we did last year. But well, he got off to a great start last year. <laughs> he did. He was the MVP of the team the first two two months of the season last year. It just really feels like every game he lets in one softy, and then he's lights out the rest of the game. That wasn't the case in this game. No, he let no. in one softy and then let in four more. I was actually surprised he started the third, considering yeah, he had I thought let he was in five to that point. I thought he was but uh, pulled, they're probably saving Reimer for the game against what Montreal on Thursday. Yeah, Montreal's so, nice. Okay, Bye. so I that's great. Here's a concept. I know this is crazy. You have three goalies, and how often right. do you pull a goalie? It's not often, okay? So maybe if you're going to save Reimer and make sure you're not using him, maybe use the third freaking goalie, maybe. Just yeah. a crazy concept. Maybe get some PT out there. I don't know. What do All I, I- all I know is our biggest fear going into the season was goaltending. And while Reimer's been really solid, only let in one softie this season thus far, Reimer's been great outside that one goal. Whoso every single game lets in one goal that, while we will try our best to defend. Well, the defense still, was dreadful in this hockey game. Like, yeah. it's, and, and like, it's Both not. can be true, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Not that, that's, good. that's what I was going. There, like, it's it, people. It, so many people try to like it, it, you have to be like one or the other. Like you have to be like, oh, it's either completely the defense's fault or completely the goalie's fault. How about show the tape of this hockey game and that completely absolves that argument. They were both dreadful. That 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 is the the I'm not kidding. There was a a solid probably three or four minute stretch, I think, in the second period, the middle of the second period, I want to say. It was the easiest. Passing, I think I've ever seen an NHL team have. The Rangers, I'm not kidding, just puck to stick, puck to stick. Crisp, clean, beautiful, zero-resistant passing anywhere in the offensive zone for like three straight minutes uh, on the wings. It was the most passive and soft and non-aggressive. I mean, the, the, the one goal out in front, like, goes to spare, just bites on puck and leaves a guy wide open in front of the slot. Like, there's nobody else there. Like, it, I mean, it it, it was it, – it's both. <laughs> Huso did not have a good game whatsoever, and the defense was dreadful. Yeah, I mean, we got to go to another break. And when we come back, I guess we'll rant for the last segment. I don't really know what else to – we can talk about the other one good thing that happened. We got that in our, in our back pocket still. We can sure. maybe end on a little bit positive note in a game where you got just totally shelled. Um, so it really doesn't matter. Anyways, segment three coming up. Got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Score the – Early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in, get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Scotty, the Red Wings were the dogs on the road in this game. It looked very tempting, but I was smart enough to stay away. But 
I hope you people out there got the over because it was set to six and a half <laughs> and teams combined scored eight. So if you bet that over, you made a little bit of money. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I mean, I guess you were talking about how the New York Rangers kind of just, I mean, they dominated every facet of the game, right? Like there's just, I was going to continue on your thought, but now I've just lost steam on that because then you go down the rabbit hole of everything else that went wrong. And we go back to point A in segment one where everything went wrong. So you just wash your hands of the game, right? Like we know this team, this is not a representative. This is not as this is not representative of what this team is. I go back to what I said in segment one. Still an embarrassing loss, nonetheless, and unacceptable. And alone has got to do something to make sure they respond in very winnable games. Although Montreal's off to a little bit of a hot start, but still very winnable games against Montreal and Columbus to finish off the week. But that's on alone to do. In the meantime, I guess we can give kudos to the fourth line. Again, I, I really struggle to give too much credit to this team in this game for their third period comeback because the Rangers took a lot of gas off the pedal. But for what it's worth, the Red Wings did have the edge in Corsi in the third period at five on five. I feel like just an ass even bringing that up. <laughs> it's such a blowout. 29 shot attempts for 16 against. Yeah, I probably shots, one against. person is like, oh, nice. nice. <laughs> and the fourth line provided quite a bit of offense in that third period as well. Uh, Klim Kostin, Klim Kostin, rather, Christian Klim. Fisher, Michael Rasmussen, Rasmussen playing fourth line center. Yeah, 4C, man. Uh, between them, but 10 to 11 minutes of ice time at five on five. Corsi, four percentage of 68, 62, 61, respectively. So they were all positive assets on there, all less than 10 shots against, 10 shot attempts against throughout the game and their limited five on five ice time while generating uh, 13 to 15 shot attempts for. Obviously, Michael Rasmussen got on board uh, with a nice shot from the top, the left circle. Clem uh, Costin got a gritty goal out front. Nice little, he's got. He's got sneaky good hands for his size. You got to give him credit for that, I guess. First goal of the season for Costin. Sherratt picked up two assists. Petrie picked up a secondary. Man, I just, it's yeah. so hard to even be like, yeah, they played a good game metrically. But when you look at the context of when it occurred, you're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, man. Really. I, yes, that's... <laughs> Agreed. I, I I do think that the the fourth line deserves credit just because it was the first time we had seen this iteration of the fourth line, and I, I thought that they looked better than the other three, I guess, in comparison. But like they didn't get a lot of playing time, and they you know usually matched up against the bottom, I guess. But um, yes, yeah, so, you know they were a big reason as to why we, their game ended up being as close as it was. So I guess credit where credit is due. But yeah, tough to really give out participation trophies and this poor of an effort and somehow amidst it all Sherratt and Petrie came out with a plus two combining for three points and led the team on hockey stat card with nothing but positive metrics. So for sure, figure that one out. I, yeah, I don't know if I, if I were you, if I'd say that out loud, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just reading them. I don't say I'm not saying I agree with it in this instance. No, I know, just, I know. I was just pulling your chain, but like, yeah, I'm just 
reading the stats on this one. I'm just yeah. reading the stats. Why on was this. why was Sherratt? He got like penalty kill time in this game too, and it was a disaster. Like I, I don't know, I don't know man. I don't know either. I just that's another special teams was horrific. Oh my gosh, I, I like. We talk about, you know, like the 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 five-on-five five play obviously is something this team needs to get better on. The reason why they were able to overcome subpar five-on-five five at the early part of the season and still win games was because they had incredible production from special teams. This game, all of it was terrible. I mean, the power play in the first two periods was legitimately embarrassing. Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't awful. The only adjective is embarrassing. Like they 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 weren't getting shots off in a two two minute stretches against a a Rangers penalty kill who they said which they said on the TNT broadcast at home like hasn't been good this year and they just absolutely dominated. We again we were barely getting shots off on the power play. Nonetheless, like actual scoring opportunities. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Rangers started off two for two on their power play. So, like, yeah, I, this was a complete disaster and train wreck of a game in special teams as well. I mean, again, like, it's – I really do think that this is just a game you just got to go, you know what, short memory time. Let's uh, let's yep. let's burn the tape and, and move on to the next. Uh, just to confirm what you just said, uh, Wings went 0 for 6 on their power play, 0 for 6 on their power play. Uh, Rangers went 2 for 3 on theirs. So. I mean, I almost said something. I almost, I almost overreacted. I almost, <laughs> I almost did it. Uh, but no, like you said, we're going to wash our hands of this game. Awful game, unacceptable game, but not representative of what this team is. They are and not look, this like, bad. If, if you, if you turn around and, and you have two winnable games uh, in your next two, right? You play, uh, you play Montreal and who else am I forgetting? Columbus, Columbus, who, who yeah. you've already shut out for you. who you've already won. Yeah. With your, well, with your backup goalie, but he's been good. Um, my, my point, he's, <laughs> I was going to loop it back into the Huso rhymer thing. Anyway, I, I think that uh, like you have an opportunity now we're looking at the next two games. You could have a four game stretch where you have one stinker against a nine, two and one hockey team. And then you have a win and then you win, but you still win three of four, one of those wins being against the Bruins. Like you still have an opportunity to have a really, really solid four game stretch on your hands, but you got to take care of business against teams you're objectively better than. Agreed. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. Villa Huso got a secondary assist in this game. That's dope. That's dope. Say what you will. That's dope. That's dope. Scotty, any final thoughts? You know what, man? Even on nights like tonight, we uh, we ball. You and I ball. The listeners ball. Not so much the wings on this one. We ball. We ball. We'll be back with a new episode on, what, Thursday? This is the Wednesday episode? Just say tomorrow, man. Just say tomorrow. Yeah, I'll just say tomorrow. Uh, we wash our hands of it, and we'll be back balling better than ever on tomorrow's episode. Balling better than other. Yeah, bye.